Uh, my sincere apologies for starting late. Um, yeah, we're live on Facebook as well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I'm so sorry that uh, are just a bit behind schedule. Uh, yeah, so let's go straight into, into it. Uh, welcome all our audience uh, on both platforms, on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, thank you very much for the likes. I can see people are, have been waiting. Sorry for keeping you waiting. Just uh, uh, had administration, just trying to trying to settle in from administration. So that's why. Apologies once again. So yeah, and yeah, I missed you last week. Uh, it was a great time last week uh, at the National Stadium. Uh, the General Evangelist of our mission. Uh, Prophet Ezekiah was in the city of Abuja. We had a citywide crusade, awesome time in God's presence. We had great times, uh, I mean, testimonies all around. Uh, so thank you as many of, of us that were there and uh, we missed, we missed, we missed you, those of us uh, who are online Bible study audience. So uh, that was how we were not around last week. Uh, a number of people called me personally to check up on me. Thank you very much. Uh, it means a lot. It means a lot to me. So let's just go ahead. Uh, let's go straight into today's teaching. Let's say a word of prayers as we go ahead. But I will thank you for tonight. Thank you for all, all, all you've been, who you've been to us. Thank you for you've been our teacher. We ask as we start tonight, uh, you open our eyes and our hearts, Lord. Make us ready for your coming. Make us ready for rapture in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. So uh, I will also ask that we please share this among um, our friends and family. Uh, please uh, invite them to this life. Let them, uh, let them be blessed by this. So uh, just give you like two, three minutes to share it uh, among your friends and family. Uh, just let's quickly do that as we're starting. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 10. Uh, if you remember, chapter 9, uh, we spoke about uh, quite, quite a number of things. Um, in chapter 9, we spoke about uh, the, the people not repenting of uh, about five things, murder, uh, theft, sorcery uh, immoral sexual immorality uh sorcery and we we we, we remember uh, uh, i said last week i mean two weeks ago that the word the root word for pharmacy is still the same root word for sorcery here and um we said a couple of things about the pharmaceutical industry um we treated a, a question even on that uh i won't go back into that so please uh get um uh, get the get the podcasts and just listen for yourself uh, uh, on that. So we, uh, it was just quite quite interesting uh, what we treated last week, and we said who were the who were going to be um, uh, actually started talking about the the, the last three trumpets, uh, trumpets five and six, and we said. Um, uh, 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 it's, it was getting because uh, at the end of chapter eight, uh, it was like uh, just wait. The things, you, the, those those things that the first four trumpets sounded, 
uh, were not as bad as the last three. Just watch. So we've seen uh, the, the the next two. That's trumpets five and six blown, and the kind of havoc that is wrecked on the on the on the inhabitants of the earth. And I need to also say, uh, like I've been I've been um, I'm saying. The actor in the book of Revelation, the actor at end time, is not the Antichrist. It is God. It is God that is going to be punishing the people that are left behind. So, um, those uh, doctrine that is the Antichrist that will be torturing people. In fact, I saw on Facebook, uh, I think, uh, uh, this week, uh, someone asked, uh, how come devil will be the one torturing people in hell? Uh, for disobeying God that he disobeyed in the hell that God has sent him to. God has sent devil to, uh, to hell for, for being rebellious. How come is now, is now the devil that will be torturing people in hell for disobeying the God he disobeyed? So the devil is not torturing anybody in hell. God is the one that is punishing both the devil and his followers. Same thing in the book of Revelation, same thing in end time. It is God that is going to be punishing these people it is God that's going to be the actor, the only actor in this book. No other person. There's no no anti. It's not the Antichrist. Uh, movies and co have exalted the Antichrist so high that uh, some people even fear the Antichrist more than more than God. So, uh, and I'm going to also show you maybe when we get to like chapter uh, 16 or thereabouts that the Antichrist may not, may not even have a global presence. Uh, as we've been thinking, it may not. Uh, I mean, personally, I believe so. He may, his presence may not even be that much global uh, to know everywhere or everybody in every nook and cranny. No, but God is the actor. God is the one that is bringing judgments upon the people. So, and you remember that we also said the the book of Revelation as um, as an architecture. So when we're talking about all these bowls of God's wrath, the trumpets. And the seals being broken, they're always in sevens. When it gets to the sixth one, there's always a break or a change of subject uh, for a bit. Then it continues talking. It continues talking after the sixth. Then it starts the seventh. So we saw that in the between seal six and seal seven. Now we are seeing that between seals, I mean, trumpet six and seven. We've treated trumpet six at the end of chapter nine. Uh, uh, last week. So now we're going to treat trumpet seven. So trumpet seven, uh, but we're not going straight into trumpet seven. That's chapter 10. Is a change of subject. In fact, uh, is about five chapters long. So we finished trumpet six. We must started trumpet seven. Although towards the end of uh, chapter 11, something he mentioned trumpet seven, but that is not the uh, full unveiling or revealing of what is in trumpet seven but of course you can also see that there is a break between the sixth one and the seventh one so that's that is that break or that change of subject that parenthesis that we're going to be treating from chapters 9 to 14 so that you don't get confused don't get um, um you don't get lost in it so that's what that's what the architecture of the book is like so let's go straight into it uh so chapter chapter 11 i mean chapter 10 uh so uh revelation chapter 10 and i also need to tell you that this is the midpoint 
between um, uh, in, in the midpoints in the tribulation period. Uh, this 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 chapter is the I mean this point is is the midpoint in the tribulation period is the midpoint in the whole um, uh, in the whole uh, 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 scene of events. So chapter ten talks about the little book and the seven thunders. We're going to look at that. Uh, I, I hope we'll be able to get to chapter eleven. Although in the broadcast I sent out. Uh, I promise we're doing chapters 10 and 11 today, and that's because chapter 10 just got uh, a few uh, verses, but uh, as I was just uh, preparing and looking through again and again, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. So if we can't, if we can't do chapter 11 today, we'll just stop at chapter 10, but uh, uh, then chapter 11 uh, talks about the temple and the two witnesses. I really, we're really going to dwell on that temple seriously. Sorry about that. Okay. So let's go straight uh, into it. Yes. So the little book, uh, like I've explained uh, from chapters 10 to 14, is a parenthetical chapter, is a change of subject. Um, so we saw a mighty angel with a little book. I'm still going to look at who the mighty angel is. Uh, the book is unsealed. It should, uh, and it talked. To, uh, the angels spoke to John to eat the book. You see that as well. So, and um, uh, then um, it asked John. The angel asked John to prophesy again. A lot of uh, interpretation has gone on to that prophesy again. But we'll look at that. Uh, then uh, the seven thunders. We shall see what happens to the seven thunders. Um, in this, uh, in this, let's just go straight. Verse one, chapter ten, verse one of Revelations. And I saw. Okay. Okay, and I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as if it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. Okay, now, uh, starting on this one, a lot of people have, some, not a lot of people, just some school of thought believe that this was Jesus, uh, and I don't believe that, and we're going to see the reason why I hold this, I hold the point of view that this cannot be Jesus. We're going to see it in a bit, uh, but the Bible called him another mighty angel. Uh, now, this another in the, in, in, in uh, the, the context of this is like, um, another form of angel or uh, like the ones I've been seeing but um, uh, like another type of angel rather than uh, that's the another uh, in the Greek uh, that's that's the meaning in the Greek uh, that's the original Greek there uh, but um, let's go there are other things that, that actually shows that this cannot be Jesus uh, so uh, now this is the third distinctive uh, character, will I use the word character? Is, is character the best word to use now or uh, being, uh, uh, a being that, so this is the third appearance of this distinct, of a distinctive uh, messenger. Um, verse, uh, it, it, the first appearance is that a messenger came, a mighty angel came in chapter 7 verse 2 
uh, that says hold back, holding back the judgments uh, for a special work. He wanted to seal the one forty-four thousand. That angel shouted with the loud voice and said, "Please do not blow the trumpet until these guys have been sealed." Chapter eight, verse five. Uh, we saw another uh, messenger of angel pouring out fire of judgment, uh, and this chapter ten is. Some, those people that hold it believe that this is Jesus uh, said is coming here as a prophet, priest, and king. But we shall see that and see if that uh, holds so much water. So, uh, and this is the reason I just, because we also need this for academic. This is just for academic purposes alone, and for those of us who can eat on this level. Uh, what was what are the points that this school of thought believe? I mean, this school of thoughts uh, have to claim or to to think that this uh would, would, this could be jesus uh, number one he talked about the clouds and there are loads of uh scriptures uh, okay let me just do that well there are loads of scriptures uh that have, that saw jesus or uh seeing the the description of jesus clothed in crowd in, in clouds uh acts 1 9 revelations 1 7 a lot of things psalm 104 verse 3 quite a number of scriptures so say so, okay probably this uh jesus uh the rainbow uh, of course the sun matthew 17 uh that's a transfiguration uh his feet also then also rod with the voice of lion we've not got to that's in verse 3 the angel rod with the voice of lion and of course, uh, Jesus being the Lion of the tribe of Judah, and then uh, Jesus often appeared uh, in Old Testament as the Angel of the Lord, uh, Exodus three two, Judges two four, number of quite a number of uh, uh, quite a number of of scriptures there. So now let's look at why I want to believe that this is why I believe that this is not Jesus. Now verse two and verse three. Verse two says, and he had in his right hand a little book. Um, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth. What was this saying? This means that he has authority over both land and sea. This mighty angel has such an authority over both the land and the sea. Now let's let's go on. And he cried out with a loud voice when a lion roared. Uh, and when he had cried out, the seven thunders uttered their voices. Let's go on. Okay, so what did these seven thunders uh, say? Okay, and when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard from heaven saying a voice. I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, "Seal up the thing which are the seven thunder, which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not." And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and he swore by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that are therein and the earth and the things that are therein and the sea and the things which are therein that there should be time no longer okay so this angel swore by god uh, and um, he swore by the one who lives forever and ever now the one who lives forever and ever is god and jesus is god so this cannot be jesus swearing by a higher authority so this angel is swearing by higher authority uh so that's one that's a very 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 cogent reason why i want to believe that this angel is not jesus 
because it's swearing by higher authority. So let's go back a little bit to chapter three. Uh, okay, to chapter four. Okay, this, this, I mean, verse four, Jerry, uh, that he is, he heard seven thunders utter their voices and he was asked not to write it. He, he, he sealed it up. Now, this is the only part of the book that, that is sealed. Remember at the beginning, we, I mean, just a couple of chapters into the beginning, into the book, we said Daniel's prophecy about the end time was sealed. Daniel was asked to seal it. For an end for for a time that it will be understood, but John was asked not to seal his own at the beginning. Everything is apocalypse is opened. However, this particular part, John was asked to seal it. Why? Number one, God has it shows that God has other things up his sleeves in the end time that man that is not known to man. God just had that one sealed. Uh, uh, only God knows the reason uh why but i just want to believe is 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 god he just wants to, there are a number of things that are going to happen at that time that man doesn't know so uh that's why he is he, he was asked to seal it up uh but if i mean if you were like me i would have asked john why didn't you just keep quiet why do you have to write something uh about the seven thunders when you were told not to to to, to tell us what he said uh, and he has given rise to about 1,900 years, over 1, 000, almost 2,000 years of, of speculation, speculative theology here and there. Uh, what could it mean? A number of people, there are dozens and loads and loads of writings and commentaries and things of what this could be. Uh, personally, I, I want to believe that if God wants us to know what they are, he would just have told us. So there are things that um, uh, God doesn't want us to know. Just keep quiet. Uh, and also personally, uh, I also interpret that to mean uh, to, to also I apply that also to the names of angels. Uh, personally, I, uh, well, I, I, I don't have anything uh, personally with those who, who, who mention names of angels and co. Uh, but personally, I believe that there are only two names of angels that uh, were revealed to us in the Bible, as Michael and Gabriel. Although some uh, apocryphal uh, uh, books have names like Uriel, Gabriel, uh, as part of the creation um, 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 story, uh, angels. Uh, but there are several other names that so a lot of people pray with. If I shouldn't even be praying with the name of an angel, I should pray with the name of Jesus. But there are several... Uh, uh, angels, a number of people mentioned. Where did they get these names from? Uh, and and I think people need to understand or, or remember that uh, uh, the Bible said the devil can disguise as an angel of light. There are powers in, and, and, and principalities in high places. Who could actually reveal their names to you and tell you their names? So some of these names could even be demonic. They might not be the angels of light. Uh, why? Because the angel that appeared to Manoah and his wife, um, Manoah asked for of his name. The guy was like, uh, nope, I'm not going to tell you my name. Why? Because it's too wonderful. Your ears cannot comprehend, your brain cannot comprehend, even though I'm going to tell you. So I believe that God put some things uh, as secret or as um, covers up some things for from us. And um, there are things that we should not just bother ourselves 
trying to find so trying to find names of angels there's this particular angel and you hear people just mention all sorts of names all sort of personally i, I just believe they are they are demons uh, i stand to be corrected uh, because if there are several appearances of angels in the bible the angel that appeared to abraham he didn't tell he didn't tell him him they, are, they didn't tell him their names so uh asking for the names of angel when we have a name of jesus is is not just uh biblical in my in my opinion so um that's what that's what it is you don't the things that god has said are sealed they are cherubims they are seraphs uh they are if i let's just start with the cherubs because cherubs are the ones that even appear to people that from the description we saw in the, in the scriptures um they, are, they can be a trillion cherubs in the, they don't come in individual names because they come in the name of the lord they come as messengers they're ministering spirits unto us and they're just for for us to send uh, to minister unto us to to send to help us to send ahead of us not to ask of their names and pray to them because they are ministering spirits they're messengers unto us and god will help us in jesus name uh how we do with time okay fine so uh verse six that there should be no more delay uh, so, and this will tell us about the fifth seal. Uh, remember the fifth seal where the, the souls of the saints who have been martyred were crying to God that, Lord, when will you avenge our case? And so this is like the, an answer to it. Uh, just, just chill. There's no longer, no more, no more delay. This is the time uh, to act. So, um, so usually time for repentance has now passed. Uh, it's, 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 it's gone. Uh, so let's look at verse 7. And we're going to look at the mysteries of God here. I, I, I don't think we can think we can go to chapter 11 today. Okay. But in the days of the voice of the but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel shall begin to but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when it shall begin to sound. The mystery of God should be finished. <laughs> and he had declared to his servants, the prophets. So when the seventh trumpet will sound, that's what he's saying. You remember that we we'll, we'll just changed the subject from the sixth uh, trumpet. So he's saying when the seventh will sound, the mysteries of God will have been finished. Now, what are these mysteries of God? I've got just about, I uh, think, 12 or 13 mysteries of god here okay number one uh the mystery of the kingdom of heaven uh, this is just for academic purpose those who want to write down you can read on your own so that to save us time mystery of the kingdom of heaven matthew 13 11 um mystery of the kingdom mark 4 11 mystery of israel's blindness romans 11 25 remember when paul was talking to the romans and were like how oh, we've been saying the israelites are chosen people da, 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 da. how come they rejected uh the messiah it's a mystery so the mystery of israel's blindness uh, romans eleven twenty five, the mystery of the rapture is first corinthians fifteen fifty one. in fact it started with behold i tell you a mystery we shall not all changed uh, we shall not all die but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkle of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet shall sound and then the christ shall rise first so the rapture is a mystery the mystery of the rapture is in first corinthians 15 51 the mystery of his will ephesians 1 9 the mystery of christ and the church ephesians 5 32 
the mystery of the gospel. The Bible says the gospel is a mystery, like foolishness. Uh, the gospel of Christ is like foolishness in the in the ears of the unbelievers. So Ephesians 3, 4, Colossians 1, 26 to 27, and Colossians 4, 3. That's the mystery of the gospel. The mystery of iniquity, 2 Thessalonians 2, 7. The mystery of God and Christ, Colossians 2, 2. You know, we've people have tried to explain the mystery of the Trinity, the mystery of God and Christ, how Christ is God. That's the Christian faith. That's our belief. Jesus is God. Uh, it's a mystery in Colossians 2, 2. tell you that. The mystery of the faith, 1 Timothy 3, 9. The mystery of godliness, 1 Timothy 3, 16. The mystery of seven stars and golden lampstands. That's Revelations 120. We've talked about that. And then the mystery of Babylon the Great, Revelation 17, 5. We'll still talk about that. So these whole mysteries will have been fulfilled at the seventh trumpet. All those things that have been fulfilled will have, of course, already in a number of them, but the ones in the uh in the in the end time, in the uh, at the end of time will also be fulfilled at this time. So, uh, okay, verse 8, let's just go there. Let's read verse 8 and 9. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go, take the little book which is in the, which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the river, upon the sea, and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and I said to him, Give me the little book. And he said to me, Take it and eat it up. And it shall make thy belly bitter, but shall be in thy mouth as sweet as honey. Okay, number one, uh, a few points here. Uh, we are not just to we are not just to read the word. We are to eat the word. We are to we are to assimilate the Bible. We are to we are to. So it's not just a reading for reading's sake. It's not just reading for for the sake of culture for the sake of um, fulfilling all righteousness assimilate the bible so you come from what does the bible say to what does this mean so what does the bible say what does it mean this can still all be head knowledge i mean this uh, exegesis if you've been if you've been studying theology you can know how to do all those use head knowledge but you take it further Read it over and over again. The illumination comes. Something deep jumps out of you. That is what we should uh, be doing to the word of God. Not just to read from head knowledge's sake, but to eat the word. Now, the Bible says uh, uh, about the meat of the word of God. The Bible calls uh, uh, God, the word, word of, it compares the word of God to food in quite a number of places. It compares it to bread. Matthew 4 4. He compared it to milk in 1 Peter 2 2. He compared it to meat. He called the word meat in um, 1 Corinthians 3 1 to 2. And then honey in um, Psalm 119 verse 103. So assimilation of the word uh, is essential. Assimilation is essential. So he took the little book, it was sweet in his mouth, uh, bitter in his belly. Uh, now, verse 11, and he said to me, thou must prophesy again before many people and the nations and tongues and kings. Now, this verse 11 
uh, we'll go to, we'll, I'll, I'll come back to it in chapter 11 because this is the reason why some people believe that one of the two witnesses who will come back to earth is John. Some schools of thought hold that belief. But by next week when we're treating um, chapter 11, I'll be able to explain why that is. I don't hold that school of thought and I will explain. So uh, let's go back to chapter, I mean, verse 10. Uh, the word is sweet. Uh, sweet in his tongue, in his mouth, bitter in his belly. The word of God is sweet, especially those of us who quote it. That things that jumps out at us is sweet. Uh, but sometimes we don't like the reality of the word of God. For instance, God is a God of principles. We don't like some of the principles. Some we don't at times we don't like what the word says. Uh, so or at times we don't want like the reality of the word because uh, we've been taught. Uh, a number of us have been taught that. Um, uh, it's all it is well it's always going to be well and at times the bible is saying things like um in this world thou shall be hated you shall experience tribulation uh he's saying after you suffer the while i will establish you we don't want to hear the suffering part so that is the bitter belly the bitter one in our bellies uh another interpretation of that verse is that john had seen or heard uh, 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 uh all the things that will happen in 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 the in the end time it's exciting because jesus is coming to take us us home uh that'll be end of our suffering but however the things that are going to happen to those left behind is not something sweet at all so uh it is sweet in his mouth the lord's coming and things about the judgments are also bitter very heavy uh so it's going to be really really difficult for people who are left behind so it could also be an interpretation um of that particular verse Praise the Lord. Okay, so um, I, this is quarter two. Uh, okay, let me just uh, let me let's just start uh, chapter eleven. I think we should. Uh, then we maybe we end uh, at the temple because um, chapter eleven is divided into two parts: uh, the temple and then the two witnesses. So uh, let's just let's 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 take that part. Uh, in about 15 minutes. If you have questions, you can quickly type them so that I know how to manage my time. So, uh, the temple parts of chapter 11 said the temple is to, is to be measured in verses 1 and 2. Uh, outer courts is left for Gentiles to travel upon it for 42 months. Then the two witnesses are empowered for 1,260 days. Like I said, I think last week or two weeks ago, I mean, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, that uh, this period is the most documented period in in history, in the history of mankind. So documented, exact number of days, exact number of months. And we shall now start um, exploring that. So uh, 11 verse 1, Revelations 11 verse 1. And there was given, and there was given me a reed as a rod and the angel stood saying rise and measure the temple of god and the altar and them that worship therein but the court which is without the temple leave out and measure it not for it has been given unto gentiles and uh, the holy city they shall tread underfoot for 40 and two months so uh measuring the temple let me let's just let's just stay here and if you can end here we'll end here uh, this is showing that um, at, the at the tribulation or at the great tribulation, the temple will be standing. Uh, 
revel okay matthew let me just read matthew 25 24 verse 15. Uh, remember when we we're talking about the sixth seal we, we we treated this matthew chapter 25 in in so much details but let's look at um just to support the fact that the temple will be standing uh at the at rapture or at the, at the tribula tribulation matthew 24 15 just give me a moment 15 sorry okay so when you are standing in the holy place the abomination that causes the desolation spoken of through the prophet daniel let the reader understand so uh this is jesus talking about the tribulation period and things that are going to happen that that's when you are standing in the holy place uh the abomination that causes the desolation and daniel talked about it we talked we treated that but maybe i, should, I can explain uh, uh uh just a little bit so uh and why why is this significant as we speak today the temple is not standing when jesus was was prophesying when jesus was on earth, the temple was standing uh, and he said when he's coming back the temple will still be uh, uh there will be there the temple will be there uh now the temple was destroyed that temple of jesus was destroyed in 70 AD, the temple of uh, the herod's temple and i'll tell you i will, I will quickly do a, a bit of history on the temples um, um in israel so uh herod's temple that particular temple that was uh, uh standing during the time of jesus was destroyed in 70 a.d and it's going to be rebuilt why uh why will it be rebuilt the the spot where solomon's temple stood that was the first temple that particular spot where solomon's temple stood is now being occupied the the, the building on that is the dome of the rock and it is actually uh, an Islamic shrine for pilgrims. It's not a mosque, uh, although there is a mosque. Uh, the mosque of uh, Al-Aqsa Al Al uh, is just a little bit uh, away from the Dome of the Rock. It's still around the uh, Temple Mount. But the Temple Mount, the exact temple spot where Solomon's Temple stood, is actually uh, uh, standing, it's occupied by Muslims. And the temple is going to be standing. There are lots of things I'm just trying to summarize that tells us where the Holy of Holies was in in Solomon's days. And a number of conjectures of uh, because there's a palace that was facing uh, uh, the temple that from that palace they could see what was happening. The, the researchers have done a number of things to, to estimate where the Holy of Holies is. Uh, in Solomon's days, but we, we won't go into that tonight because of time. Uh, but uh, 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 how will the temple be 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 be, be built? How will it be built? Uh, personally, I, I won't deceive you. I don't know. But there is a there is a there's an organization, um, Temple Mount Faithfuls. You can visit their site, templemountfaithful.org. Uh, this is a live organization. They are planning and devoted seriously to the rebuilding of the temple on the Temple Mount. They want, they believe that this will be possible in their lifetime, 
actually these guys have uh, or as that uh, about five seven years ago they've already completed about 63 out of 103 implements uh, to be used for mosaic worship in the temple uh, they are doing quite a number of stuff go just go on their website uh, you see what they say they they are serious about this they are going to be um, uh, they're going to rebuild um, uh, 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 the temple on that spot and I want to believe that uh, if, for them to be able to do that they will need the support of a political leader either a world ruler because you know, Muslims are uh, uh, um, Muslims are, uh, are occupying it so this world ruler will parley with Muslims I mean with the Jews make them take over the temple mounts possibly build the temple there and in the midst of that seven year uh, 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 period of peace it will break it will break uh, uh, the peace treaty with the Jews because they will need a political leader not an Israeli leader a world ruler either from UN from the world power and things to agree with them to build that stuff. So there was a particular leader who is no longer a world leader again, uh, that Christians thought was the Messiah of the world. And personally, I felt that if things were going the way they were going, it might actually be the Antichrist. Uh, and people were supporting him, thanking him. He brought in, he recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, da 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 da. That and the Bible say when we get to the personality of the Antichrist, you will see that a number of this guy. I mean, this guy ticks a number of boxes in terms of being loud mouthed, boastful. That's those I think that the Antichrist is going to be. And God knows because he didn't win second term. He still has a, an opportunity to come back for second term. Maybe when he comes back for second term, couple of election cycles to come. That's when he fulfill all this. God knows. Uh, I may be wrong as well uh, because of course. The devil always has uh, a candidate every time. And I will tell you the reason why, when we get to the point of treating the person of the Antichrist. So uh, they will need someone to support them, to recognize Jerusalem, to support them, to do this. And they will build the temple. It is when the temple is built. That's one of the prophecies that is key to, to, to the end time. Uh, and uh, maybe uh, it, may, it can, it could actually, after rapture, before these three and a half years, Papa, that things will be built. It could be a God, God knows it may not be the temple being built, then rapture, uh, but the temple will be built, and they will, a world leader will support them, uh, in building that. Then he will declare himself God, he will enter the temple and, and put his image there and, and demand that sacrifices be made unto him. That was the abomination that causes desolation that Daniel uh, wrote about. But let's look at let's let's go further in uh, so if these guys want to uh, uh rebuild the temple and and restart mosaic uh order of worship and sacrifices in the temple without the priests without the priestly order uh uh the the mosaic uh sacrifices and an order of worship can't begin so how come and we know that for thousands of years or, or hundreds of years uh the the israelites have actually um the israelites have have, have been scattered all over the world in fact uh, maybe i should tell you a little bit about that history for 
thousands of years. They've been scattered. They don't know who belongs to what clan again. They don't know who the Levites are. They just know that they are Jews. Uh, right from the time of the northern and the southern kingdom, and we've said this uh, when we're treating chapter 7, the 144,000, that uh, there were people who migrated from the northern kingdom to the southern kingdom, that's Judah, because the northern kingdom were idolaters, uh, and it was politically incorrect for them to be worshipping Yahweh in the northern kingdom, Israel. Uh, they moved to uh, 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 Judah. So it's not as if it's only two tribes that were in Judah at that time. The 12 tribes were in Judah. The 12 tribes were also in Israel because some people, although the Bible didn't say, some people who were in the southern kingdom who didn't want the worship of Yahweh or who wanted to feel, uh, uh, who, who wanted to, to belong to the people that were worshipping Baal would have also migrated in the northern kingdom. So even from there, the, the it has scattered. Uh, it's not as if uh, please go and get the podcast on on chapter seven uh, where we talk about the one forty four thousand. It will it will shed more light on this. So after then, that was uh, that was about I think uh, seven hundred AD or five hundred AD thereabouts. So and then uh, several captivities after that. The the Romans occupied Jerusalem. Uh, we've had them scattered all over the world since the death of Christ. Uh, Hitler did his own scattered over, so they won't know who the Levites are. But watch this now in this day and age with the DNA uh, technology we have, you know, people can know can trace their genealogies now. People can trace how much they they can trace their origin. People can know um, my ancestors are originally from Africa. My ancestors are originally from uh, Asia or Germany. There's a particular preacher, T.D. Jakes, uh, a, an American preacher who traced his ancestors and believe and got to find out that they're actually from the eastern, southeastern part of Nigeria. His ancestors are actually Igbo. So DNA technology can make us know who are Levites among the Jews. So. This is possible in our day and time, and so I, I want to believe they will also um, use such technology to determine who and who uh, is um, who and who is a Levite. So, um, so I belong to a school of thought that believes that um, the temple will be will be rapidly rapidly rebuilt in the first half. Of the tribulation period, because I'm a post-trib school of thought. We believe that after the tribulation will have started before rapture, uh, and um, the temple, the Antichrist will will appear to be uh, helping the Jews in the process of rebuilding the temple, uh, and he will set up um, his image there. We've talked about that. Uh, so verse two talks about uh, exclude the outer court for forty-two months, and I need to uh, the designation of this second half. Of the 70th week of Daniel, or second half of the tribulation period, 42 months. Uh, uh, Daniel used uh, 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 70th week or half of the 70th week. Uh, he used that that terminology uh, or designation in Daniel 9:27. That same 70th week was used in Revelation 12:14. Now we saw 1,260 days. Revelation 11:3. Revelations 12 6. 42 months was also used in Revelations 11 2. You can see that, uh, and 13 5. So, 42 months, 1260 days. There's another 
designation or nomenclature used, and I'm going to explain this uh, uh, a little bit, is it says times, time, time, times, and half a time. Time, times, and half a time, or dividing of time. Uh, Daniel 7 20, 25, Daniel 12 7, Revelations 12 14 is used the same time, times, and half a time. Now, uh, in English, we have singular and plural, but in other languages like uh, Aramaic or uh, Greek, they have dual. They have in English, you have singular and plural boy, boys, girl, girls. Uh, thing, things, singular and plural. Some other languages have singular, dual, and plural. The closest to, to this explanation, the closest English word is both. If I say all my friends, both of them came to my house, you know that I only have two friends. You get my point? Both talks about dual. So the same thing with this. Times here talks about dual time. Time one year times dual and half a time also talking about uh joe that's like uh, uh three and a half years so those are the things uh that that's uh, that, that those are the nomenclatures used there uh like i said jesus said the temple will be rebuilt rebuilding of the temple confirmed jesus said so uh matthew 24 15 jesus said the temple will be standing at the time of tribulation uh paul said so second thessalonians 2 4 and John also alluded to it in Revelations 11, 1 and 2. Uh, so let's quickly look at the temple of God and the, from beginning to the end. Uh, the tabernacle was, was taken around and that was the tabernacle they were using uh, when they got to Israel, uh, when they get to Canaan. So the tab from the tabernacle, Solomon built the temple uh, that was destroyed. And Zerubbabel built, rebuilt it in a modest way that the people that saw a kid and when they saw Solomon's temple began to cry that this was uh, an insult. So that's Zerubbabel's temple was destroyed, but Herod actually re rebuilt that, not totally rebuilt, like refurbished the, the, the destroyed temple. So that Herod's temple could also be said to be Zerubbabel's temple, but re remodeled or refurbished. Uh, but that temple, that's Herod's temple that was rebuilt because Herod, uh, I think his mother was uh, was Jewish and he wanted to win popularity, he wanted to win popularity among the Jews, so he refurbished the temple for them or rebuilt the temple. Uh, but that Herod's temple was completely destroyed in 70 AD. In fact, uh, when it was destroyed in 70 AD, there was a revolution around 135 AD uh, that chased the uh, Romans out of the of the of Jerusalem. They came back three years after uh, and recaptured it. But in order not to allow that kind of revolution again, Romans came, brought what we call bulldozers or caterpillars, and and plowed the whole city of Jerusalem underneath. They they leveled the whole of Jerusalem. So the whole temple of of Zerubbabel, of, of Zerubbabel, Herod's temple was actually destroyed, and the pagan shrine was rebuilt on that on that site. Uh, then later, Christianity became religion of states of Rome. That pagan shrine was reconverted into into, into Christian use. Then Muslims took over Jerusalem. 
think about 600 AD, uh, 600 AD yes. Uh, that was why they built the the dome, uh, uh, the dome of the rock uh, on that same spot. It's the second uh, most sacred uh, shrine or uh, site for the Muslims. Mecca being the first, uh, uh, that dome of the rock on Temple Mount. Being is this, why is this the second most sacred site? Uh, they believe that it's on that spot that um, uh, Prophet Muhammad ascended to heaven. Uh, whether it's right or not, um, it shows that there's something about that spot. It's, it's, it's uh, of significance to the Jews, it's of significance to Christians, it's also of significance to Muslims. There's something about that spot. But we're not going to that. But uh, so. A third temple will now be rebuilt at this time. That's what the Bible is talking about. So, from the tabernacle in the wilderness to Israel, Solomon built a temple. Zerubbabel, uh, it was destroyed. Zerubbabel built a temple, rebuilt that temple. Um, Herod removed Zerubbabel's temple. Then that Herod's temple was completely has been completely destroyed. So there's no temple since uh, uh, 70 AD. Now a third temple will be rebuilt at this time. That's what the Bible is talking about here. Uh, in Revelation chapter 11 then a millennial temple there will be a temple that will be built uh, or, 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 or that, will, that, 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 that will worship Jesus in at the millennial reign then heaven so that's how that's the whole temple from the beginning to the end after the millennial reign they will go to heaven and um, and that's it I think we should stop here so we'll continue from verse 3 uh next week talking about the two witnesses and you don't want to uh miss this uh, uh this type this this uh aspect of, of the book of revelation so uh do we have questions on facebook or youtube uh questions before we go and thank you everybody for tuning in uh, it's been a long day for me but here we are uh god bless you uh, i will see you next week let's just say a word of prayers father we thank you Thank you for strength. Thank you for your power on us. Thank you for your word. Father, we ask that you help us prepare us as a sanctuary unto you. Make us to make heaven in the name of Jesus. Let these words dwell in our hearts and produce fruits in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful wonderful evening. Bye.